Karibu AMG Realtors. We have specialized in selling of land across the country in areas like Nanyuki, Naivasha, Nakuru, Juja, Kagunda Road, Malindi and the Abadeas. Contact us today for land investment solutions and have your title deed delivered within 60 days upon completion of payment. SMS AMG to 402 or call us on plus 254-748-229-941. AMG Realtors, we don't just deal in land, we deal in value. I just want to thank you so much, Bridget, for joining the We Don't Play podcast station today. How are you? I'm really good today. And um, thank you so much for having me. You're most welcome. You're most welcome. You know, when I got to connect with you, I was like, this is the best time to talk about, you know, parenting, business, entrepreneurship, which is it's not a new thing, but it's the end thing. And I, I just knew you would be the perfect person to help us talk about this today. So I'm excited to have this discussion with you for the next few minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my area. So, yeah, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> You're welcome. I would love people to know more about you, what you do. Just give us an insight of who Bridget is. Okay, so who am I? Um, my name is Bridget Daly, and I'm the founder of the Parents in Biz platform and the editor of the Parents in Business magazine. Um, the Parents in Business platform is all about supporting parents who are starting a business, running a business, who just need support with running a business, um, growing a business, and managing harmony at home with their children so that's very much what the platform is all about it's all about support um in in support various different ways of offering support to parents who are in that position okay i love that Um, that is very much needed in our days today you know yeah yeah um i've been in business over 10 years um i'm a mother of five so <laughs> i do have quite a bit of experience in this area um when i say i'm a mother of five people automatically assume i've got five young children so no i don't have five young children um i've actually got four adult children now and um one who's 11 years old so throughout my business journey because i've been in business over 10 years um my children have gone through all the child development stages so i do know what it's like um have it been pregnant and starting a business. I do know what it's like having a baby and having a business. So um, that's where all of my kind of experience and expertise comes in when I'm helping parents. That is so good to hear because as soon as you mentioned that, what came to my mind was, oh, when you have your first child, the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, maybe, you know, it, it, it's like it gets easier or is it like something you're used to? Because the first time, I think the first one is always the, I don't know, I, I can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> so, so hear your your thoughts on that. Well, when I started, when I first started off in business, I actually had four children. So they were like our teenagers, like child, toddler, that sort of age. So I had my hands really, really full. Um, I started my first business with my partner. It was a telecommunications company we had. Um, So that was navigating that. I had just finished university because I had children earlier. 
um, at a young age, I should say. <laughs> I went to um, university later on in my years sort of thing. And I just finished university and I was, yeah, yeah, just finished university. And we had four children and we started this business and I was then went into employment as well. So we had the children, started a business and was in employment. So um, it was nerve wracking and it was very very scary and there wasn't much support like now you can find quite a lot of support in terms of mumpreneur groups and stuff like that but at that stage there wasn't as much support as there is available today for parents um i then went on to start a second business which was a woman's um, fashion e-commerce website and at that stage i was just had a baby so <laughs> but i was focusing on the business more or less full time while i had the children um so that was a totally different stage but that was the stage when i realized um this is actually really lonely um i didn't have any parents to bounce off of like to say oh i'm going through this have you gone through this or i'm facing this difficulty and you know whether it's illness with the kids how do you balance it all how do you manage it all sort of thing I didn't have that support and then that's when I came up with the idea of parents in biz so that's how the idea came about um sort of like secured the social media handles and then just launched it and went with it and yeah built quite a community since then <laughs> that's beautiful first of all I would say congratulations thank you that is huge and also I know this is the women's history month and yesterday was international women's day so yeah <laughs> huge word for you thank you you're welcome uh, you know as I think about parents in biz you know the first thing I think about is like I kind of dissect them into two different parts like there's parents and then there's business So how do parents in business stay in business while still being a parent? How does that work? <laughs> ah, that's really really good. <laughs> well, what it is is for me personally, it's all been it's it's been about boundaries. And it's really really hard to have boundaries when you are a parent and you are in business because you might be facing you know I, f- i think i've faced quite a few different certain scenarios during my time such as you know friends and family think oh she just works at home she's working on her her hobby you know some people see it as a, i used to see it as a hobby i should say not so much now but oh she she'll be available but it's not no i've got you I, i've always had strict boundaries kind of thing so when it's work time i'm working and when it's family time i'm fully focused on my family so my phone will be off i won't be answering emails and the laptop and the desktop that's totally shut down so that's how i've managed to balance both obviously when they're young babies that's much more harder to navigate because you're sort of like when they're younger you're stealing time so it's like while they're napping you're saying okay let me quickly answer these emails or let me <laughs> quickly make that phone call so it's a lot different but then even when my youngest for example when she was younger um I put her into nursery for a little while like you know for, I think it was part time she was going like two and a half days a week so then I could purely focus on business those two and a half days a week and then the rest of the time when she was at home with me she had mummy she had me you know fully giving her my undivided attention so it's about finding that bound you're working out your boundaries 
and doing what works for you because what might work for me or another parent won't necessarily work for your home setup and your lifestyle that's true that is so true because it's yeah. like every household has their own house rules yeah yeah and every business has its own model yeah that's it and then you've got you know not all parents actually work from home some decide to work from co-working spaces so they're able to set up boundaries um that way you know nowadays there's so many like um co-working spaces that offer childcare as well so that really works for some parents who want to keep the boundaries of focusing and growing their business but no knowing that their children are safe and secure so those really work really well for some parents as well so there's all different types of setups okay that that says a lot about you know what's coming next cuz 10 years ago like you said like mompreneurs was not a thing you mm-hmm. know so to speak so like 10 years from now what would we be seeing like if you kind of predicted or just based on the trends what do you think could be happening in the next 10 years i think we will be seeing i i hope we do <laughs> i hope we see more co-working spaces that do offer childcare um for parents and it would be great if there was some form of like um co-working spaces that offer childcare for maybe older children for in the holiday times you know children that are maybe aged from 5 to 10 because at the moment when it's holiday times um terms you know when the children are off and you can go they can go to play schemes and stuff like that but they can be very very expensive so if parents could have something where it's maybe a co-working space and then the children are off doing an activity and they can still a few hours there you know that could possibly work it'll be interesting i'm interested i'm very much interested in that area and i'm very much watching and seeing where it does all go okay yeah me too cuz i like what you said you know think about online this whole metaverse thing going on like mm-hmm. there's so many things people are trying to get in and build online communities people are on reddit people are on quora you know people yeah. on google on pinterest you know everyone is trying to figure out what to do so it's like we're all in a rumble so yeah. i i think it's a really good way for people to connect and just seeing how digital technology is taking over it's going to change even how even the the raising of the children is going to be different like how it was you know 10 years ago and how it is now yeah very true and it's interesting you me- you mentioned the metaverse that's something I'm watching very closely as well because at the moment all I've kind of seen is a few good stories and then a few horror stories about the metaverse world <laughs> so it is interesting to see how that will shape and form over the coming years especially as the technology develops further as well um but i do I, if i'm honest i do like that human element um during covid i did miss you know going out networking with parents networking with just business owners in general so i do you know there are some people who do like that in person rather than the virtual but then it is interesting to see how that virtual world will develop so yeah yeah how is it like now that now that you even mentioned it what continue was like how is it now you know in the UK is it better like as far as connections are we getting networking events up again or things are still like you know in the the back burner for now 
now everything's up and running now oh <laughs> so yep yep all, all all restrictions have been like lifted now so i'm seeing a lot more um in-person networking events um but what i think has happened what well, i know for me personally i did host a few in-person networking events before covid but what's happened now is because i've grown my audience and my audience is like international because of the magazine um i'm hosting an online networking event because i can't get all the parents in one place um in person sort of thing i will go back into in person but um that's the kind of what i'm navigating at the moment when i was asking parents i did a survey and asked them where are they all based sort of thing the ones that were interested in networking and they said i was thinking oh well this isn't really going to work only online will actually work for this sort of sort of thing so yeah it is very interesting but in the uk yep everything's opened up in-person net um, networking is is back on so that's really really nice okay okay mm. you know now that you even mentioned it i, I was gonna ask you and you, you kind of like beat me to it because i was gonna mm. ask you like starting a digital and print magazine like when someone hears that it's like the way someone hears seo and they come to me and they're like uh i don't want to touch it <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how did you come up with the concept of building this magazine because that's is a really great place for advertising and and keeping people aware of things how how did that start for you Well that came up with I'm always thinking what's not out there I'm that I'm that kind of thinker like what's not out there for parents kind of thing and I'm very much into magazines myself And I was like there's actually no magazine out there for parents who are actually running a business. So I thought okay, I spoke to my partner. I was like what do you think of this idea? And he was like oh you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to do it anyway. So I self-funded it for the first year myself. It's been going over 3 years now the magazine. Um I self-funded it um for myself for the first year and I offered it for free. um but obviously parents had to pay for printed copies and i just approached a few parents in my network oh do you want to be interviewed oh do you want to write an article it was very like kind of like informal because i don't come from an editorial or publishing background at all so i had no experience in that area and i there was a parent who was a graphic designer and i love the work she does and i approached her about you know designing the magazine for me and it's sort of like just the first issue sort of like just came together and then from then it just it just took its own legs and started to grow and expand and yeah into what it is today and now it's on various different platforms digitally um it's also on the ma- on the website and it's also available to purchase print copies from the website as well um as it started to grow i did i from really honest i did get nervous especially when i knew i got to the stage where oh i've got to ask people to pay for this now because <laughs> when you're offering something for free everybody wants it but when you say okay you have to pay money people are a bit like mm, do i really need it <laughs> kind of thing right. um but the transition from a free model to a pay model went rather smoothly um obviously because i didn't come from editorial publishing background there was areas where um i did lack experience so um it just so happened another parent connected with me up mentioned me to someone else and then i got talking to this woman and she allocated me a mentor who's like an expert in magazines and i've been working with my mentor for like just over 6 months now 
And in the space of the time of working with the mentor, the magazine has just really, really grown um, even further because it's, it's gone through a redesign. Um, she's taught me terminology. She's opened my eyes to things that I didn't actually see before because she's got that experience in that area. So yeah, it's just really, really taken off. It has. That's huge. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, when, when I hear about what you said, one of the things that struck me the most, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are thinking this too, is the mentor piece. Because people are looking for mentors and they either find them or the ones they find are not the ones they are looking for. So how, how best would you say finding a mentor for that need can be satisfied when you're really looking out for resources that are going to help your business move the needle. Yeah, well, because well, that's that's my second mentor I've had. I had a mentor be- before that, but his area was more in business overall, in growing your business. So it was an overall look at the actual business. So I worked with him for about just under a year I worked with him for but I how I found a mentor was um I I saw you know Facebook adverts and this advert sort of like came up and then another parent mentioned that they had gone to this place to do this woman in business program and I was like okay um I've seen that advert you know when everything sort of like ties up I've seen that advert and then this parent's mentioning it to me so I reached out to them and then that's how I was allocated the first mentor I think when you're working with mentors it's um luckily mine were I didn't have to pay I'm very lucky that I haven't had to pay for my mentors it's doing that due diligence is this the right person for me um can they see can do they understand my business do they understand my business model and can they give you what what it is that you actually seek so at that time I was looking at my business on an overall um perspective and he was really good for that but what I needed next was someone who could help me on the fine-tuning of the magazine and that's where my next mentor came in and that was just I've been quite lucky it's been a chance like not chance meeting but you know like people mentioning me or something where I've managed to connect with these people but yeah I think in terms of mentors it's I think it's really, really crucial that you ask those questions um, and ask about the experience that they've actually had um, before you start working with a mentor, even a coach as well, because in my previous business, you know, we all make business mistakes. You know, um, in my previous, the women's um, e-commerce site, I made some really costly mistakes with that because I lacked experience and, you know, lost a lot of money through working with a coach that wasn't right for my business and I didn't do my due diligence had I done my due diligence I wouldn't have been in that position so mentors is is really doing that research and making sure your mentor is the right person for you yeah 100% agree on that it it changes a lot because your mentor is like it's like that beacon of light that yeah allows you to see like at the end of the tunnel when you kind of have that blurry you know, look and feel, it's like, oh, I don't know yet. Maybe I need someone to help me figure out, okay, take step one, take step two. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. And that's what I find with the mentor I have now. She always says, oh, she's she's very blunt. She always says, am I too blunt for you? And I'm like, no, I love it because that's how I thrive. When people challenge me and they give me their honest opinion, 
I, I always set out to say, okay, yep, yeah, all right, I'm going to grab the ball by the horns and I'm just going to go with it sort of thing. So everything she's actually like criticised and she's co given compliments as well because she couldn't believe that I had been running the magazine three years plus and didn't have no experience at all. So first of all, with that, she was impressed and was like, she stopped the session and gave me a round of applause sort of thing. But um, now it was time to, you know, grab the ball by the horns and really take it as far as it can go and to take it further and further. And that's what I'm hoping to achieve with her. That's amazing. That's mm -hmm. amazing. <laughs> I'm even thinking now with the magazines, you know, uh, I got to know recently that you can even create digital magazines and and when you hear that, you're like, how is that possible? Magazines are supposed to be flipped. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, so how, how, does some, how would you know whether your audience is looking for the print or looking for the digital piece? How do you like calibrate that? That's why I offer both. Because you've got some people who like having that magazine in their hand. It's just like books, isn't it? Yeah. You've got some people who like to have that physical book in their hand. And then you've got some people who don't mind reading it on the Kindle. And then now you've got Audible, which kind of like just throws it all, <laughs> you know, both away. And it's like, I just prefer to listen to the book. So it's the reason why it is um, digital and print is because digital, if the parent is having a lunch break, they can just flick through as they're on their lunch break or if they're at home and they get that moment to relax because being parents you don't often get that moment to relax they can flick through at home or as and when so it's always there on hand and the magazine doesn't really date because there's interviews in there there's small business features and there's really really valuable ex um articles from ex various different experts so it doesn't age there's always something that you can learn from every issue of the parents and business magazines so it, it's not an aging magazine so i'm not keeping up with oh this is actually happening politically um so this is current now and i'm running with that it's not that type of magazine it's more about supporting you on your growth journey of your business and getting that inspiration and celebrating other business owners hundred percent. Yeah, that is what we need because businesses have merged out of nowhere, emerged out of start, you know, from just scratch, uh, yeah. especially yeah. after the pandemic, you know, everyone is like, okay, I got to start a business. I got to do something. So, you know, things are happening where people are starting to feel uncomfortable and that uncomfortable feeling is wanting to like make them feel comfortable again by kind of stretching their arms and trying to see where else they can be able to find that you know, second, third, fourth, you know, fifth, you know, source of income revenue. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. That's it. You, nowadays, you can't rely on one source of income, can you? You know, it's you've got to have various different streams of income. So, yeah, I, I totally get what you mean. But in terms of setting up a magazine, you said about setting up a magazine digitally. It is relatively, I shouldn't say it's relatively easy because it's not. <laughs> There's so much hard work involved. But it's the graphic design that's not my area so i know what i want and i just explain it to her and then she just works so magic that's how i always say it but i use a platform called issue to um sell the magazine on as well and then i'm with various other platforms and i'm going with it various others to get it more out there as well globally but um it, you, you could just start off really small with a small pdf you upload it to issue and then 
you press publish you know if you go on issue you'll see there's so they've got a wide variety of different different magazines on there so yeah it's 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 quite simple if you wanted to just start and say okay i've got this idea for a magazine i want to start let me see what's out there is there a space for it and then you just grow it because the main thing with business with anything in isn't it it's starting once you've started that's it it's 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 then just to build upon what you've actually started it's you've started the foundation it's just to build the building blocks on top yeah that's so true you know even the setup process would you say the the process to start up let's say someone has all these ideas and want to put it in a pdf or they already have it ready and they go to issue will they need to get their business in order or they can just start up like everyone can sign up as a facebook account for example it's virtually simple because you can have um with issue you can have a free um that you could use their free model or you can actually use their paid model for statistics and stuff like that i started off with i think i start no I, i always started with their paid model because i liked the extra features that they offered um so yeah it's it's relatively simple i've got like a couple of business connections who have magazines as well and they work with the free model it's just that you know you've got to have their branding on it to say where the magazines from and stuff like that and you don't get the statistical data but because i wanted the statistical data of how many people's reading the magazine locations and stuff like that because you want to be able to measure your reach don't you and stuff like that so that's why i went for the paid option but yeah it's it's once you you start that yeah sign up it's pretty simple yeah the main hard bit is is navigating and navigating who's in what issue and doing the layout of the magazine and you know communicating with different people that's where the hard work comes in and then you've got to think about okay bringing in revenue for the magazine so advertising and stuff like that and then that's where like now it's more or less um very much full on now for me um with the magazine and i only do four issues a year every quarter but mm. it's very very full on um yeah very very full on now it's huge because if you do four a year that means the marketing is tight yeah 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 so can you imagine the people who do it monthly oh my gosh that feels more dread <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could cope with that at all because people often ask, "Oh, would you change it to monthly?" No way. I'm quite I just I'm quite happy with each quarter because by the time I finished one, it's like I'm already working on the next one sort of thing. And then I've got, you know, I've got parents who are lined up to be in like um issues that are coming out in like in September, October. Do you know what I mean because I get so I get inundated with, you know, PR people, journalists and stuff saying, "Oh, I'd like to feature my parent and oh, I want to write an article and stuff like that." And I have to always be allocating which one would fit best in what issue and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's very much full on, very much full on. <laughs> That's really smart. It just saves you time and gives you more time. Like imagine the beginning, parents, business, how do you mesh the two? You can't be doing it every day and because you're yeah. on 24 hours. Yeah, this is it. This is it. So yeah. <laughs> That's true. Wow. You know, the last thing I want to find out and I know my audience is thinking too like, okay, we've heard the the business part. Now we want to tap into the parenting part just a little bit more, especially okay. when it comes to the coaching because we talked about the mentorship for business. Yeah. Now, 
parents and coaching when you hear parental coaching a lot of people don't some people just say hey we got we have a baby and let's start you know it's like there's no planning for coaching there's no planning for you know what's to come how does someone even find a coach a parental coach how does how does that work and are there any tips you can give parents you know because i know we have a lot of parents who are on the podcast who listen and they're trying to figure out what can we do you know with our time our kids are out with empty nesters you know what can we do so that by the time we have babies or the things we didn't know we could teach someone else or we can teach our kids what are the things that they should look out for when they're starting the process so are you saying starting the process in becoming a, a parenting coach or looking for a coach i would a say parenting coach. For a coach a parenting coach yeah um looking for a parenting coach is I know quite, I've got quite a few parents in my network who are actually parenting coaches and sleep nannies. That's another big one. Like, um, I remember back when I had my older children, there was no such thing as a sleep nanny. It was like, (laughs) I learned about a sleep nanny when I had my youngest. And then because she was a bad sleeper, someone said, have you tried a sleep nanny? I was like, what's that? I I couldn't get my head around it. It's someone who actually teaches your child to sleep or, you know, works with you on how giving you tips and helping your child sleep sort of thing. Um, I never tried it, but I've heard very, very good reviews about it. But in terms of going back to your question, um, of a parenting um, coach, um, I've never used personally used a parenting coach, but I can see how valuable they are because I, I can be, you know, really, really honest with you here. Is like I've got, as I've said, I've got five children, and they're not all five perfect children. <laughs> They've been through their various different stages. And I'll speak about my 18-year-old because he went through, he went through, oh, geez, he took us through the mill because he had like really, really severe, like, you know, behavioral problems when he was younger, you know, just trying to keep him in school for a full school day without my phone ringing was, you know, if he went through one full school day without the phone ringing, it was like celebrations when I picked him up. So it was really, he was really, really challenging. And we often talk now, like he's preparing to go university. And I just can't believe this is the same kid that puts me through all of that. Who's grown into a young man now who is so well behaved and is going off to university. But if at the time I had a parenting coach, I can see where situations would have been handled a lot more differently. And it would have been really nice for me and his dad to have that support of someone who's by your side, sort of like coaching you through, who has got that experience. Do you know what I mean? So I can see how valuable it is when I reflect back on my experience with him in particular, because, you know, of what I went through with him, it was very uh, <laughs> challenging. I know. Wow, that is yeah. that is so important, and I love that you brought that up because every child is different, and they all have their own lanes. Like they all have their own time, and it's like if you have to pay attention to each and every one of them, you have to kind of balance it and not say, "Oh, this one is my favorite," or "This one yeah. I'm not so sure about." It's like mm-hmm. the more you have. <laughs> <laughs> the more you work with yeah yeah no it's true because it is it's, it, it is very hard and it is 
he's, he's I've said I've said because I've, I've asked him I said do you mind if I talk because I always ask them before I put pictures up with them or anything like that just out of respect and I said do you mind if I talk to my audience one day about you what I went through because I know there's parents out there who have children who are either really sickly or have children with disabilities or have children who are not well behaved and they're thinking oh my god they might be feeling really really isolated or like no one understands but seriously I totally get it because I think I've been through I've been through operations with children I've been through illness with children and the list go is endless when you've got children and you're running the business so I think I've been through every kind of different type of experience um but yeah parenting coaches I really I've got a really good one who I'm quite close with and the advice she even puts out in her Facebook group and on her Instagram is so so valuable because it is nice to have someone especially if you're a single parent for example and you are going through difficulties with one of your children or a couple of your children someone who's coaching you along the way you know because we're not we're not all perfect parents i don't think there's anything such thing as a perfect parent to be quite honest it's actually a learning process like everything else you know you will make mistakes don't beat yourself up about the mistakes because it's just part of life do you know what i mean you just got to pick yourself up and continue but yeah um apparent parent coaches i yeah i highly recommend them even though i've not used them but i can see how valuable they are <laughs> yeah i appreciate that cuz that helps a lot of people to now do their own research you know yeah. which, which is the whole start because if you can't research about something you probably didn't know until mm-hmm. you figure it out you're like oh i didn't know there was something like that then you get deep into rabbit hole and you're like okay now i see what i'm looking for out of this context yeah 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 that's it yeah just like i said with the sleep nannies you know I do wish I did try it with my youngest because she still has sleep problems now but I'm thinking oh maybe it's too late but yeah so yes yeah, when you what you don't know you don't know until someone starts and this is why podcasts are so good because you like yourself you've got different guests on and people hear about different things from different perspectives so yeah yeah that that's one of the reasons why I love this podcast and started because I was like I know some people would need this and when they hear one thing like for example i know one of the things that people will pick from this would be like the issue and if they're writers or authors you'd have inspired them to start something and see how they can add a second you know income stream a third one just because yeah. of the knowledge because if you don't know you would have never known it if you didn't listen to the podcast so it's it's really vital to stay in tune yeah yeah very true yeah very very true yeah very very totally <laughs> Yeah. Wow. This has been so eventful. I'm so glad and privileged that I was able to have you on the We Don't Play podcast show, Bridget, and I'm I'm looking forward to the next one. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. <laughs> I really Anytime. enjoyed it. <laughs> Anytime. If there's a way like they can reach out to you because they want to be like, I want to get that magazine. I want to I want to <laughs> figure out how I can start too. What are the options they have? and what what can they be able to do to to connect with you at, at a much 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 deeper level um i'm on all social media platforms parents in biz biz and then um if you just google the magazine parents in business magazine it will cut the website will come up and then yeah you can just send me a message send me an email you could contact me i'm very i'm very reachable it's not as if to say there's no va standing in front I'm reachable. You'll be coming through to me, so I'm very hands-on. <laughs> awesome. 
Thank you so much, Bridget. Thank and you. You're most welcome. And I'm wishing you all the best and congratulations once again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. And thank you for the listeners for listening in. Anytime, anytime. Bye for now. Okay, bye.